All right, well, let's dive into part two of our podcast with Adam Hensley. So, Adam, I kind of see you as living out the home gym enthusiast dream right now, building out this blank space. Uh, if you guys don't know, on his Instagram, I'll let you explain it, kind of what is this space, kind of like you told us last time, and then a quick breakdown into all the headaches and stuff that finally got you in the door. Yeah, well, it kind of comes back to the, the biggest issue for a lot of people, and that's lack of space. So I had simply reached capacity in my home gym. I've got about 540-ish square feet here. And uh, between the gym equipment and some of the kids' stuff in there, uh, I just sort of run out of space. So the thought being, let's go try to find you know, a second space to expand into, which would also serve as my home office or I guess my office away from home as well as a full-time sort of YouTube studio slash hopefully content creation studio. Um, so went on the hunt and found a place that's actually just a mile from my house, which is great. It's about 960 square feet. And uh, yeah, I've been, I signed the lease back in January and I just got the keys and large part due to just some shortages and labor i'm guessing on the on behalf of the power company and then once i finally got power i had to go through the inspections and sort of that whole route and all told it was about 13 weeks of delays but i'm finally in the space now and for the last couple of weeks i've been sort of getting some equipment in there and doing the manual labor of getting it all installed which is really for me the one of the most fun parts of, about the whole process so i've uh, i've really been enjoying it and got a long way to go, but uh, it's a great start. Yeah, when we talked last time, the jealousy from me, I mean, it was through the roof. Like, you get this blank space. What I haven't been jealous of is getting uh, or signing your lease in January and <laughs> waiting till now. We're, we're filming right now. This is end of May, and it seems like you're just getting in. So this is the part I was going to be jealous of. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you about some of the equipment you got in. So... The Prime Functional Trainer just got in. Uh, the Prime Dumbbell Rack with the slide-out drawers on the bottom. Filled them up with some beautiful American Barbell Dumbbells. Anything else big coming? What else is on the way? Um, so I've got a, um, they call it a coach's cart. It's a, essentially a cart that rolls around that coaches typically use in facilities and you know NFL weight rooms, collegiate weight rooms just to kind of put their papers out and have a centralized station that they can essentially coach from. I'll be using it more or less as a rotating sort of desk or uh, product display cart. So William Strength is making that for me and it's uh, it's very custom. It's got, you know, the colors and the logo and sort of the whole deal, which will be really cool. And then I've got some pieces from Oak Club coming just in terms of organization. So it's essentially just barbell storage. I got a, a wall-mounted gun rack from them, as well as a, a vertical floor mount storage. And then, uh, other than that, it's uh, it's going to be just sort of piecing it together uh, from here. So nothing imminently planned in terms of big purchases or big additions, but uh, I imagine it'll grow uh, pretty extensively over the next few months. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have a problem filling it up. <laughs> um, out of everything you have, like in both places, like as of right now, what's your favorite piece? I haven't used it a ton yet. I've only used it really a couple times, but the Prime Functional Trainer, I have a feeling, is going to take the take the cake just because it can do so much. And I've been I've really been missing that 
uh, element of my training since being out of a commercial gym. This is actually my first functional trainer I've had since leaving the commercial gym. So it's just nice to have back in the space. And that one specifically is is excellent. It's got a ton of adjustments, more so than most of the others out there. Has a two-to-one ratio with a pretty big weight stack. And uh, with the color scheme and everything, it just looks really sexy. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, there's a reason I put it right next to my desk. And that's just so I can yeah. <laughs> take a look <laughs> over and, and see it whenever I want. You've had, you have your two spaces. You have your, your garage gym, of course, which is at your house. And then right down the road, right? Was it five minutes away? Yeah, it's li- literally one mile. All right, one mile away, you have your, your other space. Are you going to have a specific space that's like your go-to, like your home where you keep the, the, your favorite pieces, like the favorite barbells, like the daily drivers? Where would they stay? That, you know, that's actually been a really difficult um, conversation I've had internally is what do I take? What do I keep here at the house? And how do I effectively split things while trying to keep, you know, them both looking great and functioning great and things like that. So the, I think the more higher end stuff will find its way to the new space. Uh, it's just going to have a, a higher end look, feel, etc. I am keeping like my Sornex rack at the house more, more so because that just has some sentimental value to me. And I just kind of wanted it in the house. But I've probably taken over some of my favorite barbells to the new space. It, it'll it'll be a higher-end look there. So, yeah, the, the new space will have most of the nice stuff. And then I'll probably train out of there more often than not as well. I'm trying to kind of get out of the house a little bit more. That's why I'm moving my office over there. So, naturally, I think I'll just be more inclined to train there as well. But, uh, but yeah, I'll try to keep them both functioning and looking great as we go. Makes sense. You have a handful of YouTube reviews on your channel. And so with this new space, I heard you say it before, but it sounds like you're going to be putting some more out for your audience. Yes, that's, uh, that's been a big struggle for me, honestly, in 2022 is because I had originally thought that, you know, we'd be getting in the space a lot sooner than we had. had accumulated so much stuff in the, uh, the garage that essentially I rendered it useless in terms of producing video content. So now that I've got a much more open space, it should make that a lot more accessible. And uh, yeah, that'll be a focus of mine going forward is producing more regular video content. I've seen some, uh, some behind the scenes, like shots of your garage gym. And I don't want to put it like Jekyll and Hyde as in like one's ugly, one's not. But definitely when you're shooting your YouTube video, everything's so clean and empty. And then you've shot in a couple shots where like, this is why I need my new space with like, you know, the Squat Mex MD, like the kids like toy cars mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah, it seems yeah. like this, uh, this new space will be nice and open and easy for you to, to really um, shoot some stuff. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It was it was extremely anxiety inducing. And even like beforehand when I was producing some content in the in the garage gym, it's like uh, what do they say? It's like work in the front, party in the back. Like you you, you <laughs> what you see is like really clean and everything, but just behind the camera is actually kind of a disaster. Um, so this, this should at least make, yeah, like you said, make it a little bit easier. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about the preacher pad as well. You know, that, uh, that little thing that you came up with that, um, <laughs> peaked its way, uh, recently in, uh, men's health magazine, uh, a couple other places, including looks like, uh, it just got put on the rogue store. So congrats. 
Thank um, you. I appreciate it. What was that process like? Um, I had a very hands-off approach. I didn't have any really thing to do with that. Abmat sort of managed that whole process through their existing relationships and work that they've done with Rogue. But uh, certainly very, very exciting and grateful to, to be in the Rogue store. And they picked up a few other products from Abmat as well, including the chest-up pad and the box squat pad. So they picked up all the pads, actually, I think you, uh, that Abmat sells, which is, a, I don't know if there's a, a reason behind that, but uh, certainly uh, thankful and looking forward to uh, hopefully a long partnership with them on that front. What's it been like working with the Abmat team? Uh, it, it's amazing. And, and I tell anybody who's got a product idea who wants to explore options to, to bring it to market that their approach is so unique. And I really appreciate the collaborative effort that they put out and their willingness to uh, partner with people and give credit where it's due and, um, you know, make genuinely unique pieces with people in the community. And the fact that it's American made and it's extremely high quality is, uh, is great to have as well. I had one. Sorry, we're going off the fly now. We Sorry. finished the script and now... We're just shooting them at you. <laughs> I'd be curious, uh, just from one, I guess, creator to another, what are the biggest issues uh, you are facing these days? Well, the, the biggest issue that I've been facing, and we've kind of touched on it, is the past six months just being largely limited in, in the space. And dealing with uh, the logistics behind a lot of stuff has been challenging. And um, aside from that, I feel like... Um, you know, sort of things are changing in social media a little bit. You know, during COVID, our channels were really kind of exploding, growing rapidly. And uh, I don't know if there was a, a switch that got flicked or, or what have you, but the, the growth has been not not quite to that level. Obviously, we're not in the heart of COVID and quarantine anymore, but it's been uh, it's been interesting to sort of see. So I haven't been as active as I used to be on Instagram. Some of that's due to just being focused on some other things and getting the space ready and things like that. And some of it's being, you know, just, uh, the, I guess, maybe what's going on, on on Instagram's front. Yeah, it's really hard right now to come up with some sort of Instagram strategy. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that as well, like slowly but surely. I mean, over the last year, you're not going to get what you used to get on Instagram. You hear that over the years, like Facebook that eventually stopped too. And it eventually stops for all platforms. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a different landscape now than it was even a year yeah. ago. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. It's like coming up, coming up with the, uh, the Instagram strategy has been, has been a struggle. So now it's more, a lot of, you know, direct messages and things like that, trying to engage people in that way. Um, just because certain posts or stories or what have you don't, seem to be getting the same level of reach uh, as they once were. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll change it and <laughs> it'll kick back up. I guess that's why you play the game, right? That's right. <laughs> How about you? What Other than uh, other than Instagram, what's been your biggest sticking points? Uh, for me, one would just be like the steadying off of the home gym industry. Or just, you know, like like you talked about the last few years, was kind of a, a hill upward, a mountain upwards, I guess you could say, and it's kind of gradually going back to normal. So I would say that. And then 
you know, just thinking future, I think is difficult. You, you kind of create a lot of work for yourself that you have to keep up with. And it can be difficult sometimes to like really think about what you should be doing um, in terms of new products or, you know, you know, new content type stuff. You know, you're on a content treadmill that is like tough to always stay afloat. And if you're always kind of going, then how do you think about what this should look like in five years, you know? So I think that's, that's my biggest thing right now is trying to figure out what to do. Not even five years. Like what, what should we be doing next month? You know, posting every day. And that would be my thing. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I would. We may have actually talked about this on the, on the last podcast. It's, you know, at least for me, trying to stay focused on the things that matter the most and not shiny, not getting the shiny object syndrome, uh, which Mm -hmm. I've been known to do a little bit in the past. And I've really tried to, to sort of put that on the back burner a little bit, at least over the last six months and really focus on the, the most important aspects of the business and, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do in terms of creating content. Yeah. I've never really noticed that about you, but <laughs> it's going on, it's going on in, in my head, I guess I should say in the yeah. head, but you thank know. you. I'm glad, uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's not at least coming out publicly. <laughs> nope. What would be one of those things, Adam, that you maybe thought you got too distracted on? Oh gosh. I mean, there's been all sorts of stuff on the, on the website, you know, creating fancy calculators or, you know, doing this, that, or the other, just in terms of like, Oh, I need to create this like app that does, that does this and can um, help people make decisions in certain ways. And it was just so out there that maybe I could have done it probably would have been very expensive (laughs) and it probably would have taken a long time and likely wouldn't have yielded the results that maybe I expected them to. Whereas if I can just, consistently create content that people value and that can truly help them, that would probably be the better route to take and it would be much less stressful. And it's probably something that I would enjoy doing more anyway. What are your favorite parts of the job? Definitely interacting with the community. What I love so much about this community is that it is so interactive and people are truly here to support each other and want to see people succeed, want to help people want to grow their home gyms and create this space that they can be very proud of. And with that comes a, a community that I found is very interactive. And uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely my favorite part of it. And, you know, just creating stuff. I've always been sort of a um, creative mind in the sense of solving problems. Um, I've always enjoyed writing. So I get to scratch both of those and doing what I'm doing. Um, and it's something that I definitely enjoy about this. And then, you know, I used to edit videos in high school uh, for, oh, nice. for the church that I belong to. So that was always sort of fun for me. And then I went a different route in my corporate career at the time and didn't edit another video for like 15 years. So this was sort of like an entryway for me to kind of scratch that itch a little bit as well. And even though that part's not been as consistent, uh, I still really enjoy it and look forward to getting back into it a little bit here in the next uh, few weeks, hopefully. How about you? What do you, what do, what do you, um, what do you enjoy most about it? I think the drive to create something for this community is really high, something that they can ultimately be proud of and something that really helps represent who they are, say like, oh yeah, I'm part of this crowd. So I think like a few people doing that is 
and being one of those potentially is really cool. I enjoy the strategy behind all of it. Just like running your own business is really cool. I can't really think of a better spot to be like, this is one of my hobbies to begin with. I started this business because it was helping me. It's like, I was a, like, you know, new father, this home gym was really helping me. There wasn't much out there. I'm like, ah, oh, this is just common sense. So I think like the fact that I actually enjoy everything about it is really cool too. So, I mean, it'd be like telling someone like who grows up playing sports, you're going to work up, you're going to go play in sports, but like, you know, you're an adult, you don't find out this interest until you're an adult and you actually go work in that industry. I think whether you're uh, doing it on your own or just doing it as a hobby, it, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, um, a lot of different things play into play into it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of what you just said resonated with me. So I think we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. You guys want to put a cap Anything on Anything else, Adam? No. Adam, yeah. you good? I'm good, Sweet. guys. Fun, guys. Yeah. Sweet. It's, al- it's cool. always great to, uh, to connect and do Definitely. this kind of stuff. We love to have you on. Yeah. You guys, if you're not checking out uh, Garage Gym Labs build, you can see it through their Instagram. Adam, love your posts. Love checking it out. So I'm going to keep doing it. I hope everyone else Thank does you. too. Yeah, I appreciate it. It should, should be a, should be a fun yeah. ride. And uh, yeah. yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to do this again. And uh, hopefully in a few months, it'll be even better. Absolutely. All right, that's going to do it for us. Did you like tonight's episode? Be sure to keep your eye out for new episode releases wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay involved in our social media sites by following Garage Gym Experiment and taking part in our Sunday surveys on Instagram so that you can be a part of the conversation. Like, follow, subscribe to the channel on YouTube and get involved in our website for all your home gym content needs. Jake, do you have anything else for the people? Nope. All right, we're all done. Thanks, guys.